that was that was interesting hello bonjour good morning <laughs> linkedin <laughs> how are you doing beautiful people hello rob how are you doing well good morning doreen you know doreen today today i'm doing pretty well you know if i were doing any better i would be twins twins what does There'd that be mean? two of me oh oh damn <laughs> okay listen i'm going to keep it conventional here it's a sunny day outside in toronto canada it's three degrees celsius yes so we are like in the positive and i'm gonna take it as a good day as a wonderful day as a blessing because damn we have been suffering with the never-ending winter mm. Yeah, so I will keep it conventional. And hello, everyone. Welcome to Good Morning LinkedIn. If you are new here, my name is Doreen. This is my friend and co-host, Robert Berry. We are here every Saturday morning to talk about topics that are trending, controversial. We always have no BS conversation. And of course, we ask you to join the conversation. It's an interaction between you and us. Share your perspectives. Ask your questions share your experience because today's topic is quite interesting today we are talking about aging in the workplace and this is not the first time we are talking about aging in the in the in the workplace on the good morning linkedin show <laughs> you know doreen so let, let me let me ask you a question because you know i'm i'm kind of old so let me ask you something would you hire me <laughs> oh of course, I will hire you. Now, let me, oh, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you this question, though. Would you work for a CEO or for a supervisor who is 10, 20 year old, younger than you? You know, I, I would. And, and But let me explain to you why, though. So there are a few reasons. For me, I think age is simply just a number. And I know, I know a lot of people say that, but let me explain to you what I mean by that. I don't think it's your age in life that counts. It's your stage in life. For example, I've met some really intelligent young people and I've met some really intelligent old people. I've met some really stupid young people and I've met some really stupid old people. So the age doesn't matter. It's more so the stage. But I'll tell you what happened with me. When I was young in my career, when I was in my 20s, I had people working for me that were 15, 20, even 30 years older than me. And so I just I just learned that in the workplace, it's about the ability. It's not about the age. And I had these people working for me that had all of this experience. And what I did was I captured their knowledge and I took what I knew and we all combined everything and worked well together. So I'm just accustomed or had always been accustomed to working with people who were older than me. And now that I am older, I'm accustomed to working with people who are younger, older or my same age. Because I don't give a crap about your age. Can you get the freaking job done? That's what yeah. I care about. And I think that's what we should care about as a society, right? There is there is this never-ending debate about aging in the workplace and, you know, uh, people. And listen to me. So I'm, a, I'm a, in my mid-30s, okay? And when I read that, like, society start to consider you old and, so, and companies, they start getting rid of you when you reach the 40-year-old mark. I'm like, 
like <laughs> what's happening in the world like 40 for god's sake you are at the middle you are midway in your life right now we live longer so you you how can you consider that when people are halfway they are already done it doesn't make sense even socially it doesn't make sense and there is something a perspective that i would like to bring to the conversation which is a gender perspective men and women both are suffering from discrimination based on age in the workplace. This is a fact. But women are disproportionately dis uh, affected by this aging in the workplace because when you look at the studies, and it is very interesting, listen carefully. Up to the age of 30s, women are considered too young to lead. Okay? When they reach 30 year old, this is Technically, when, you know, they can like skyrocket their career, you know, and, and become a director because like senior leaders and so on and so on, like gentlemen, okay, they're 30 year old. But then there is the first barrier because this is when most women get pregnant, at least in the Western world. So the question and the discrimination that you face when, you know, in the hiring process is, oh, it's, it's not... It's not said out loudly, even though sometimes it is, but, you know, the idea is, oh, but when is she going to get pregnant? She's in her 30s, so she's going to get pregnant, so she won't be here. We will need to find another one, so a lot of struggle. Okay. But then when women reach the age of 40, 45, they are considered too old to be maintained in the workplace. So we are either too young, too old, in between... We have different priorities for the woman who decide to uh, have children. So when are we able finally to be ourselves and, you know, bring our potential to the workplace? It, it Like society doesn't give us that window of opportunity. And this yeah. is dramatic. No, and you know, what, what's really interesting about it is Again, it is the stage, not the age. And so when it comes to the way society views women, let's just be frank about a few things. When a woman has children, she is probably going to step away from the workplace. Mm -hmm. And she probably should because raising mm -hmm. the children is a noble thing to do. It is the hard thing to do, too. But but anyone who would say you were a stay-at-home mom for five years or 10 years, therefore you can't do this job, you oh. would be missing out on an opportunity because, again, it's the stage. What did that person do while they were on their break? There's so many moms who take off from work and end up opening new businesses. Mm -hmm. Like I remember, so i I'll tell you what's real funny. I remember back in, what it was, it was about 10 years ago, these moms, they were stay-at-home moms, and they had these corporate jobs. And, and when they tried to re-enter the workforce, they faced some of the things that you're talking about. So they started businesses around couponing, you know, just cutting out coupons yeah. to save their family money. And they ended up starting businesses that became high, almost, almost million dollar businesses, but high six figure businesses just by teaching people how to clip coupons. So that's what I mean by if I saw somebody who started their own business while they were out on maternity leave, I know that their mind is sharp, that they're still thinking and that they're still in tune with what's happening in the workforce. So why wouldn't I hire you when it's time for you to come back now? Now, contrast that with somebody who had some issues, didn't do 
anything productive as far as the work world was concerned because they were doing things productive for their family. Nothing wrong with that. I think you're at a different stage than somebody who did some other things. So what stage in life were you in while you were taking that break? That's the same thing like for somebody who takes a sabbatical from work. They need a mental health break. Mm -hmm. If you took a very long mental health break and your whole world changed, say, because of artificial intelligence, and now you don't understand the world that you used to work in, then you shouldn't be hired back. However, if you kept your skills fresh and your mind fresh, then I don't care about your sabbatical. I should be able to hire you back. So again, it's not your circumstances that should count whether you were pregnant or not. It's not your age that should count. It's the stage in life of where you are. I'll give you a good example. So I said earlier that, you know, well, I'm, I'm old and I kind of make that joke, but heck, in a few months, I'll be 50. So right? you're still young. You're so, not even halfway through. You're young. But according to the corporate workforce, I might be old. And yeah. it's funny, though, because I remember when the pandemic started, you know, I was like, uh oh, I've got to find a job because, you know, this this being a, a trainer and public speaker, that's not going to work. We got a pandemic. And I remember I had started a podcast and all kinds of other things. And so I, I was I went on this one interview and this company, they asked me, they said, well, um, when it comes to being able to communicate, how good of a communicator are you? And I'm thinking to myself. Well, I've written several books. I'm I'm a trainer, a speaker, and a presenter. So I would like to think that I'm a pretty good communicator. And they actually said, well, you know, the young people today, they communicate on some of these other platforms. And I'm thinking, well, I mean, I'm live on LinkedIn. I got a YouTube channel. So I'd like to think that I've kept up with current time. So again, it's not the age, it's the stage. And you but, are, even you are on, on TikTok, I know that, and Instagram. You pop up live sometimes on Instagram, I know that, yep. So you <laughs> currently, so before we dive further, let's take a look at the comment from uh, our beautiful people here, because I see we are, we are, we, I can see new people, actually. If this is the, let us know if this is the first time joining us live this morning. I see, so I have the, 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 I don't know why it doesn't showcase that. So Dogan say bonjour. Shaimi, uh, Shaimi, I hope I, I pronounce your name well. F say good morning. Martin is from Mexico. Antonio from Brazil. Brenda from uh, the US. And so Shaimi says, let me get back here. She has a very interesting comment. She says, let me read it here because it's too long. It's important to recognize that age and gender discrimination in hiring is a serious issue that can have significant impacts on individuals, companies, and the society as a whole, right? Hiring decisions um, should be based on the candidate's skills, qualification, and experience rather than their age or gender. Exactly. Companies should thrive to uh, create diverse and inclusive workplaces that value and respect individuals of all ages, genders, and background. This is not this not not only helps to ensure fair employment practices, but can also lead to a more creative, innovative, and productive workforce. It is also important for employers to recognize and address unconscious biases in their hiring practices in order to avoid perpetuating systemic inequality. Amen. Yeah. 
I, I agree 100%. Because and here's the thing, too. So let, let's just be real. We all have biases. And some of those biases are based on partial truths. Um, you know, like, for example, when you look at the workforce and how a lot of it started, it started with the Industrial Revolution, where people were required to be in factories standing on their feet working on assembly lines for eight to 16 hours a day. Now, in that environment, there was some truth to the older you got, you know, you just physically weren't able to do that. Well, we don't work in assembly lines anymore. Yeah. People can work as long as your mind is still sharp. Nowadays, you can find a job to do, you know, like I wouldn't want to see an 80 year old on a construction site. However, you might want to see an 80 year old managing a construction project if he or she spent a significant amount of time in the construction industry. So as times change, so should we. And I think it's time that we start talking about this more because when you get older and younger people working together, that's where the magic really happens for a variety of reasons. And, and let me explain what I mean by that. I think oftentimes younger people typically, now I'm, I'm generalizing, they're a little more innovative in their thoughts because they think about what could be. Now, <laughs> older people tend to have seen more things. And so they can help you draw parallels between, okay, we tried this last time and it didn't work. Now that doesn't mean we don't try it this time. That means that we try it a different way, you know? So like, for example, and I was saying to you before we started the show today, this economic time that we're in now, there's nothing new. There's always a crash that's happening. In my lifetime, I've seen four. I saw the savings and loan bank scandal in the 80s. I saw the tech bubble crash in the 90s. I saw the mortgage debacle in the 2007, eight timeframe. And now I see now when I look at it, I can see similarities between them all. You can see similarities. So when you get young and old together, that's when the magic truly happens. That is when the magic truly happens. But now look, Doreen, my friend John, though, had a comment. Um, I don't think you can see his uh, it shows up as LinkedIn user. He said, um, would love to hear your thoughts on the notion that workers who are older than 35 to 40 years old and who have not held a leadership position in their career are not capable of being leaders? That's a, that's a great question. So I'm going to share my perspective from a 36-year-old woman. Uh, I have been in leadership roles, and from my personal perspective, again, for me, it is true that if I had I had not reached that level by a certain age, I would have felt like I had failed myself. And I remember I thought that I would reach my goals by the age of 30. And when I turned 30, I didn't achieve any of my goals, like none of them. And I remember having a breakdown and I would cry days and nights because I felt like, okay, I have just messed up with my life. I have made the wrong decisions. Uh, you know, I didn't do what I had to do in order to be successful because for me, success was associated with the leadership status in mm -hmm. society and in the workplace, right? And so, but it happened like just a few years later, right? I got, a, I was a director and become a, uh, and get access to leadership roles. I think at the age of 31 up to the age of 35. So to me, from my perspective, this is a mark of success. Like, okay, I have reached that level. Now I can do something different. 
But then it doesn't mean anything. It's just my perspective. Now, you know, we all, ha- what I have learned though, after breaking, breaking down at the age of 30, because I thought I was a failure, is it's about the journey and we all have our own pace, right? So if you haven't, uh, you know, held a, a leadership position between by the age of 35 or 40 year old, it doesn't mean that you have failed or that you will never do it or that you are not capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. It means that you are progressing and and getting better at your own place. So when the opportunity comes for you to held to hold the leadership a leadership role, you are ready and you do it the right way. Because how many, and I'm sure in the chat, let us know, but how many of you have mm. experienced it when you see people in leadership roles and they are just like so bad at it? It has nothing to do with age. It's about, you know, you like being ready to embrace that role and to have a positive impact while you are a leader. And for some of us, it it happens quite young. For some of us, it happens in the middle. And for some of us, it it happens later down the line. But it doesn't mean that it is of lesser value or that you are not competent for it. I I would strongly, if that's what you think, I would strongly encourage you to to stop thinking this way because this is clearly not true. Well, and and here's what I would add to that. I think that it happens because you have someone who works in their career at a mid-level role and they are very good at perfecting the task, what it is that they're doing. Now, when you get into a leadership role, this taps into an entirely different skill set. Now you're managing people. There's a difference between managing a process, you know, you're a functional worker and actually now managing people. But I think that if you haven't achieved a leadership role by 35 to 40, it should never be too late. But companies often look at that as a bad sign. And I think that's crazy. So from the company, from your standpoint or anybody's standpoint who's in that position, I think what you have to do is look at how you've been leading teams in your mid-level management role. That's what you need to start highlighting to people. Look, I know I've been in this role for 15 years, but here's what I've done to lead the teams that I've been working with. But also, again, this is where I mean, it's not about the age, it's about the stage and where you were talking earlier about women who were having children. I can tell you that oftentimes people who have had to take some sort of a role in a household leading some children somewhere, they make really good leaders because you have to learn how to deal with people who have temper tantrums, which happens at work all the time. People who have varying personalities is if you have more than one kid, they're bound to have varying personalities. That's for sure. And so those are transferable skills and you have to be able to sell those transferable skills. Think about this now. Think about If you have a kid and your kid is being bullied at school and you have to go up to that school and talk to a teacher about your kid being bullied, now you have to exercise diplomacy. So Mm -hmm. you're exercising diplomatic skills at the same time. This leadership is not about the age. There's somebody who's 20 years old that could lead a company better than somebody who's 40 based on certain characteristics. Now, some of you don't like Facebook. I'm not a Facebook fan, but look at Zuckerberg. He did all of this when he was in his 20s. Whether you like the guy or not, you have to applaud what he was able to do. So, yeah, it's it's not about the age. It's about the stage. 
And and you know, actually, it's not even about the status, right? Because leadership in your question, I feel like leadership is associated to the the, the status. But you can be a leadership, as, as Rob said, in your family. You can be a leader within your community. You can be a leader in your sport team, right? It doesn't have to be associated with the workplace only. And so we are all leading at some point in our life people you know when you have a project in mind and that you gather people or when you want to start something and that you are like gathering a bunch of friends and family members to like you are leading them towards one goal right so it's about i believe it's about self-awareness here and to be able to assess and to identify the transferable skills that can make you a good leader no matter what's your age and no matter what's your your status and talking about stage and not age here i don't know if you can see the name of this um this user linkedin user uh is he or she says the stage is on point age does not indicate you are more qualified or less qualified especially in today's time where we have access to more information part of it access Part of it is access to resources slash support. We have another comment here uh, from another LinkedIn user. So she or he, I don't know if you can see the name here again. Um, it is enjoyable working with people who are willing to learn no matter what age, that stage or even right. state of mind. Otherwise, it could be a corporate culture issue. Oh, that's very true. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, um, oh, where is it? Michael, I think his name is, let me see. He had a really good point. And I think I just lost it. But can you read that comment in full? Because I don't have access to it. Oh, you know what? I don't I don't actually see that one. Hold on. What does it say? It is important to... No, oh, I got enjoyable. it now. Yeah, they said it's enjoyable to work. It's enjoyable working with people who are willing to learn no matter what age, that's stage or even state of mind. Yes. Otherwise, it could be a corporate culture issue. I also think that there is opportunity to learn from different generations and understand learning styles to help increase communication, collaboration and innovation. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And here, um, Brenda says, as a certified coach and mentor, I know we can learn from younger and older people. Exactly. I'm now retired. But if I was hiring, I would rather hire an older experienced worker than a younger person who might be looking for a stepping stone position. Oh, that's very true, too. Hmm. And here, so you were talking about Michael. Here is Michael's uh, comment. Yeah, the issue used to be not wanting to hire someone that was close to retirement age. And so that I could see some merit in that. Right. Not saying that it was right. But if if retirement age is 60 and somebody's looking for a job at 59. But who are you to judge that? And, and I'm not saying you are, Michael. I'm just throwing that out there. And then he says now a big issue is surrounding the ability to keep up with technology. Yeah, which is why I say it's the stage that counts, not the age, because Doreen, you and I, we have a mutual friend who's in her 70s that, you know, created her own podcast, um, does She's her own ball. tech, built her own website, everything, yeah. built her own business after she retired and is killing it. Um, yeah. And let me tell you something uh, for those of you watching and listening uh, oftentimes, when it comes to technology, especially, you know, live streaming tools, software, 
I ask Rob for advice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. He's way more tech savvy than I am. And so th this is simply what we were talking about, you know, it biases and cliche, like the older, like, no, like his ability to keep up with technology and he's interested in his interest in technology because he's the AI guy now, right? On LinkedIn, like is even bigger than mine, even though I'm like more than 10 years younger than him. But here's the thing. A young person who's interested in technology will be an old person who's interested in technology. A young person who's not interested in technology will most likely be an old person who's not interested in technology. So, you know, it, it but but I think the problem is, though, back to Michael's point, though, technology runs everything around us nowadays. So if you are not decent with technology, you will be forced out of the job market regardless of age. Doreen, I built my first computer when I was 15 years old. Yeah. Designed my first website when I was 17. I think I was like 17. So I've been using tech my entire life. So when things like ChatGPT came out, I said, okay, let's test this thing and see if we can break it. You know, when Restream came out with streaming technology. I said, okay, how can we put a show together that looks really nice? So it's it's not the age, it's the stage. And I'm going to keep saying that. And so before like getting into the tips, I'm going to look, we are going to uh, uh, look at a couple, few more comments here. Again, I don't see your name. I'm, I don't know why and I do apologize, but I'm only 30. There is nothing wrong with, the, with not holding a leadership and maybe you don't want to. And that's fine too, right? Yeah. Who said that you had to lead a leadership role to help to hold the leadership role in your entire career if that's not what you are aiming for? That's fine as long as it makes you happy and it works for you, right? So everyone has their own level of leadership in which they excel, exactly. And we have someone else here, Andrew, who is a little bit older, who says, uh, I'm 48, got a new job promotion, and thank God for that. Um, yeah, Andrew right. just got a promotion. He's at uh, the University of South Florida. Yeah. Ooh. We have more comments, so thank you. Keep the comment coming because we can see like you are interested in this in this topic. Ageism affects women in the workplace more than men. Exactly, that's what I was saying. Example, Lisa Laflamme, and I have done a full video about Lisa Laflamme, who was uh, fired actually for letting her hair go gray. Did do you remember me talking about it? I don't remember that. I really right? do remember that. Exactly. Um, Lisa also says. Uh, so it was a comment from Rhonda. Thank you, Rhonda. Lisa says all the workers have to keep up their skill sets as well. Resume from 90s, skills experience from 90s, start re start relevant, I guess. I think she's trying to say stay relevant, but yeah, you, relevant. you have to stay relevant. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Where, where's, uh, oh, oops, never mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, here, self-awareness. Can you see this comment in full? Yeah, I can see it. Uh, self-awareness of yourself of yourself and your strengths to inspiring others. Part of it is reevaluating what strengths you've accumulated over time and knowing your strengths to deliver value. You don't have to do everything. You can work with people who can support your weaknesses. That's creating. Yes, exactly. And, and you know, I, I say all the time, I don't worry with my weaknesses. No. I try to hire people that can segment, augment and complement my weaknesses. I do the same. And it's about your support system, right? So you surround yourself 
You build your network with people that you know their strengths are your weaknesses. And you hire people that you know their strengths are your weaknesses, right? This is when you are smart and strategic when building your network. It doesn't mean that you are not genuine toward the people you are building your support system with, but that you are smart. So it's a win-win for everyone, right? And Michael, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Mike, Michael is great. Michael says it's a great example. He's a software company that has people in their 50s, 60s and beyond. It can happen. It is about the bias that the companies must have. Now, I know you saw me laugh and I was laughing at the next comment from my friend Mandy. So a lot of people aren't going to get that comment. So she said, all you need is potency. So let me let me just let me just shout out my friend for a moment. Okay. Mandy Lyle is the owner of a cosmetic company and she has uh, cannabis infused cosmetic products. And they keep you looking young. Or as we say, you don't want to be a wreck up from the neck up. So you got <laughs> so you got to get you some potency 710. But uh, <laughs> Mandy said, all you need is potency to look younger. Oh, okay. So that's her product. Yeah. So that's why oh, I was so she's, her. Plugging, she's plugging her product. That's she's why she's plugging her product. Her product is called potency 710. Sorry. I cannot so, see the, I can I'm so, oh, yes, here I see your comment. Okay, got you, Mandy. Here you go, full screen. That's <laughs> why I started laughing so hard when I saw the comment. I wasn't laughing at what you were saying. I was laughing at Mandy. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's keep moving. So we have Mariam here who says, by having a growth mindset, let me look at the comment here. By having a growth mindset, we will always have the ability to see the opportunity to practice healthy leadership in every aspect of life. Also, each person has been raised in different culture and different levels of education or learning. So you will always get your appropriate time for that. Exactly. It's it's about the journey and it's about your pace. And bef- so we're going to dive into because we are like way behind schedule. But listen, this is a great conversation and we love having those conversations with you. So we're here to stay. Okay, so stay with us a little bit longer. And uh, uh, Rhonda says, I started my business at 55. Congratulations. You know what? And it touches me. It touches my heart because my mom is 58 and she told me something last week for the first time ever. She told me, you know why? You know right? You know what, Darin? You are right. Maybe I should start my business at the age of 58. And I was so proud of her because all the enti- most of the time, her entire life, she was telling me that she was too old to do something. She was already too old to do something. And now at the age of 58, she is even considering like starting a business. So kudos to you, Rhonda. So I understand why age is, is harder for women. It has a lot to do with perception. That's very true. That's mm-hmm. very true. So now, before we like, keep the comment coming, we're going to look at them. Uh, but we're going to look finally at the five tips that we want to share with you because we have done some research, some digging that we want to share with you. Hopefully, we'll, you know, for those of you uh, who are facing some challenges, you know, getting back or getting hired in the work, uh, getting hired, uh, that, that, that can help you. So five tips. So today, we are going to share the five best tips uh, to getting hired after 40, 50, and 60 year old. So the first team is to work on the challenges. Rob, what are we talking about here? I mean, we're talking about whatever the challenges are between you and what's common and customary in your industry right now. We all know that artificial intelligence is going to move into several industries. But I I said this before, um, 
you will not be replaced by AI completely. You will be replaced by someone who knows how to use AI. AI. So if you are a writer, learn how to use it to augment what you do. There's no way that artificial intelligence can write a story about my life. However, it could help me craft a title, craft some content, craft some character uh, uh, structure and things like mm -hmm. that. So the people who learn how to use AI will replace those who don't know how to use it. So work on the challenges that you have for the things that are current in whatever your field is. Exactly. Um, and be flexible, right? Be flexible. You have to acknowledge. And sometimes when I hear older people saying, oh, yeah, but we have always done like this. Or it used to be like this. Or it was better before. Yes, and you are you are somehow entitled to feel this way, you know, this is your right, but you have also to acknowledge the fact that you may have preferred, you know, the way it was before, or you have always done it this way. Yes, that's good, but now it is changing. So this is your responsibility to change as well. Otherwise, you will be let go and you won't be you will be irrelevant to the marketplace. And that's what you want to avoid. Change is not always bad, but change is not also always good either. It's about what's best for the environment that we're in. And that's why I think young and old should both be listened to, because something is new doesn't mean that it's better. Just because something is old doesn't mean that it's better. Which mm -hmm. one is the best will be when conversations and collaboration occurs. Exactly. Which brings us to our second point, which is to stand out from the crowd. Okay, you have to increase your visibility offline, of course, but online. So many of you are still reluctant to building your personal brand on LinkedIn, to increasing your visibility on LinkedIn, to showcasing your skills, your competencies, and your leadership on LinkedIn. Why is that? LinkedIn is the number one platform when it comes to finding a job. 80%, listen carefully, 80% of recruiters and 80% of CEOs, no, 80% of recruiters and 60% of CEOs look at your profile and activity on LinkedIn before even they decide to invite you in for an interview. Is like this is this is serious. So if you're in your 40, 50, and 60s and thinking, oh no, this is not for me, this is for you. Okay, this is for you. You have to change your perspective and understand that building your personal brand and, and showcasing your expertise is not about the be myself and I mentality. We are not asking you to become an influencer. <laughs> That's not what we are talking about here. We are talking about positioning yourself in a way that is visible to the right people so you attract the right opportunities for you to pick and choose from. This is what positioning and building your personal brand on LinkedIn is about. And guess what? Your girl here <laughs> has wrote an entire book about it, okay? The stand out from the crowd and become the leader you were meant to be. So if you don't know where to get started, if you need a step-by-step -step process, okay, where do I get started? What do I do first? What do I do next? How do I do this? What should I talk about? You know, how should I put it, put it there? Like, this is the book that you want to get because I wrote this book with you and your success in mind. I was having those conversations 
with Rob since the first day we met, I believe it was three years ago now. And I kept telling him, stand up from the crowd, stand up from the crowd. And now, Rob, when we have those conversations, you're like, but you know, like standing standing up from the crowd, it works. It does work, right? Because it works. Tell us a little bit more about all the opportunities that you get from LinkedIn just because you are positioning yourself as a leader in your industry on LinkedIn. So, so you know what? I'll tell you what I think some of the advantages are. I think and, and people get to see you before they even call you up for an interview. So they get to understand your morals, ethics, and values if that's the kind of content that you post, right? So if you were thinking about hiring me for a job and you saw this show, you would understand that I don't give a crap what somebody's age is as long as they can do the job. I will not discriminate on anyone because of their age, nor, nor their race, religion, or gender either. But, you know, this show is about age. But you get to know somebody before you even get to select them, which means when you get ready to select someone, you're going to have a bias either for or against somebody. Mm -hmm. So it could work against you. Don't get me wrong, because if I came online cursing all the time and drinking, you'd be like, I'll never hire this guy. But it gives you an opportunity to, number one, showcase your skills. Number two, showcase your personality. And number three, give people some insight what it would be like to work with you on a daily basis. And you can't beat that. That That is the ultimate interview. That is the ultimate resume. Yeah, exactly. Wow. You 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 are talking even better than me about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a public speaker, by the way. If you're looking for any public speakers, call me. Yeah, right. So I'm putting the link to uh, my book and Robert's book also in the comments. So stand up from the crowd, learn how to ask better questions. Uh, if you're looking for public speakers, Rob is an excellent public speaker. I'm a public speaker too. So we're here for it. We are here for the game and we know how to deliver great value to our audiences, which takes us actually brings us to our next point, which is getting how to get a job after 40, right? So the age of 40 is 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 young. I'm going to say it. It is young, right? Uh, but this is where most people set themselves up to become uh, CEOs uh, of the future, right? So we were talking about leadership role, like in your 35, if you are 35, 40 year old, most of the time it's true that, that within the Western world, 40 usually is the time where you have reached that level, right? But it doesn't mean anything. Again, we all have our own pace. Yet, when you are looking for a job after 40, mm -hmm. uh, if you are looking for a job, for example, in a different field, then you better brace yourself and build your personal brand again. We just talked about it, right? Because if you are looking to change fields, you have to build your reputation in this new area that you want to start building your career in right? Or maybe this new industry that you want to transfer your skills to, your existing skill set to, right? So you have to learn how to brand yourself in order to position yourself for a potential role or potential opportunity in that uh, field, in that industry that you want to transition in, right? And of course, reskilling, we have been talking about it since the beginning. It's very important. Then, Rob, tell us about how to get a job eventually or what, you know, we can do to increase our chances or people's chances to get a job, to get hired after 50, 60 year old. You know, the, the, the one of the hardest things is going to be um, getting in touch with the people who are 
in charge of the making the hiring decisions. So here's what I think. I think on top of everything else, building your visibility online, you've got to start networking with people. Now, I know we've just come out of a global pandemic. I get that. But I think it was advantageous for this, for getting hired in your 50s, 40s, 50s, or 60s. Think about networking in person and you're older and you're walking into a bar with some younger people. That kind of looks strange, right? You have socially awkward conversations with people and it just doesn't feel right. But now think about you're engaging with them on social media platforms. You're sending videos back and forth. You're conversating in Slack. It's a little bit different and it almost evens the playing field some because those awkward conversations aren't necessarily as awkward. But I think networking is one of the biggest keys. Networking, networking, networking. And you have to, oh, there we go. Networking in the in the new world of work. I mean, really, I think that's it. Because yeah. I put myself out there on social media platforms. And so for those who don't know, my 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 profession is I'm an auditor, right? And now I train auditors and accountants. But now I get emails daily from those who are 20 years younger than me saying, how can I become a better auditor? Are there mentorship programs? And so I'm actually starting one. But anyway, so because I've networked and because I've gotten the exposure, now I have people coming to me asking me things. Um, network. Sorry, that was a long way of saying network. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a good way of saying it. And, and, and last but not least, your age is a plus and not a minus. I was reading an article this morning where in Forbes, actually, and it was um, it was sharing the story of a woman. She's she she's fifty five year old, and she was sharing how she felt that people didn't like her and that they wanted to fire her because of her age. And I felt you know so sad about reading her story because I know and many of you I know many of you women who are uh, following me on LinkedIn have reached out to me and shared your own experience, you know, with, with the, the, the challenges that you have faced when it comes to your age, being a, a, a professional woman. Uh, and if I felt very sad about the fact that just because she's 55, she feels like she's disliked by other and that others, they want to get rid of her. And maybe that's what they make her feel. They probably made her feel this way, right? Simply because of her age, not because of her personality, not because of her competences, not because of anything that would be relevant in the workplace, but just because of her age. And I'm like, no, if you were self-aware, and confident about the fact that your age is a plus and not a minus, I believe her experience would be different. Now, we, we got to look at the ugly elephant in the room, too, because it may not be because of age, quote unquote. And let me explain what I mean by that. So we know that different generations have different interests. And we know that a lot of people go to work in efforts to try and find friends, not saying that that's right. And so what it could be is the culture at the organization, because if you have an organizational culture that doesn't um, support diversity, diversity of thought, diversity of, you know, everything, then you will find that certain people will get edged out. Because let's face it, 50 year old me might not have a whole lot in common socially to talk to a 22 year old about. However, 
If we're talking about auditing, technology, public speaking, cybersecurity, we can talk about those things. But you have some friends that treat the workforce like high school. Again, I say it all the time. Adults are simply children with bigger bodies. And so that same high school forming cliques and bullying and that stuff that we experience in high school, it carries on to in the workforce. Mm-hmm. So if there's a divide in the things that you like socially, sometimes people hold that against you at work. I guess that's what I'm really saying. Yes. And so as I'm displaying the comments as well, uh, you know, mindset and appearance are like the two themes that are like recurring in the comment. And, and here, uh, Mandy says, it's gone beyond beauty uh, with potency. I'm helping heal. Okay, I will let you do your your your, your promo in the in the in the comment, uh, 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 Mandy. I'm sure your products are great. Uh, drop your drop the link to your website, Mandy, in the comments. So you don't just talk about it. We can get to see your products, right? So drop the co- the the link to your comment to your website in the comment. Um, here, Lisa says, I get calls and emails daily from recruiters. Sometimes I call them back and ask, can they find a, any younger candidates? Answer, no. So ages can be us. So the age can be a superpower. That's great. Early 40s here from Dan. Early 40s is already a danger zone. Ooh, what are you referring to, Dan? The gen- danger zone. What are you talking about? And she says here... Um, Lisa, I advise older women to get a total makeover outside and skill set. Yes and no. For the skill set, I would say yes. For the makeover outside, it's if if it's about. I think we have moved beyond the cliche that the woman in her fifties, sixty, sixties, she's like old. She doesn't dress up. You know, I think we have moved beyond that. So I think it's about also being feeling good in your own skin, I would say, more than doing a makeover, right? But working from the inside so you feel good about yourself because, you know, people will see it and people will will feel it as well. Dan again here says, I think the older generation thinks you have to be in your 20s to understand tech, which is clearly not true. We have, we have talked yeah. about it uh, uh, um, already. So to wrap up, Something also from a younger perspective that I would like to share with you and that I have seen, uh, you know, older people do that, even though now the Gen Z also, they are, they are pretty much good at doing this, is, you know, being the I am the know-it-all attitude. Like, I think when you, you do the I am the all, or I know it all, and I am the know-it-all uh, person because of your age and experience, this is very annoying. This is really annoying. The same way if you are in your 20s and you, I see all these 20s uh, young people being co- life coach. What do you know about life at 20? Do you know it all really at the age of 20 to, be, to become a life coach? So, you know, it's about balancing and being humble enough to acknowledge and recognize that, no, you may have 40 years of experience, but things are, are evolving, and no, you don't know it all. And you can be young and talented and, and uh, talented and, and business savvy and tech savvy and, you know, and quite knowledgeable on a certain topic. It doesn't mean that you know it all as well. So drop that right. attitude. It is not helping you. But I think it's the way that you say it, too, and the way that you approach it. So because what I found, what works for me is, like I said, I've 
I've seen a lot of economic downturns. This is the fourth major one I've seen in my life. But I won't say to somebody, we're going to hell. Everything is just blowing up. I would say, here's what happened the last time. Now, are there some similarities that we can draw from then that will help us now? And I think those are two different ways to approach it. Whereas you see some people, sometimes they'll just say, well, back in my day, this is how we did it. And this is always the right way. Well, there's a difference between saying that and saying, okay, this is how we did it back then. So what is the fundamental difference between that and now? Like, for example, these social media platforms we have now, they are no different from things that we had back in my day. Like we had AOL Messenger way back in the day. That's similar to what Slack is now. And what it, so you have to see what's different. What are some of the parallels that you can draw? What are some of the differences? Bring in the bad, the good from each different stage and do away with the bad. Exactly. Okay. So let us know if you are going to try some of our suggestions, um, you know, and how you feel about it. Thank you so much to all of you watching the live. It has been longer than usual, but I think uh, it was worth it. Thank you so much Bob, for being so active in the comment. We love learning so much from you and ex exchanging our thoughts, right? It's not about being wrong or right. It's about contributing to one another. So, you know, after the half an hour, hour we spent together, we are a little bit more, we are wiser. I would say so, right? But let us know if you are implementing some of the tips that we share with you and, and, and just keep in mind that your next interview and your, your next yes, uh, it's just, uh, uh, an, you know, uh, an interview way, right? So be confident, stay confident. You are good and you are beautiful the way you are. Like believe in yourself 100%. Upskill yourself. So do a self-assessment. I'm always pitching the SWOT, the personal SWOT analysis, but I strongly believe in it and the positive effect of it. When you are able to identify your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats from a pers personal perspective, you are more capable of adjusting yourself, upskilling your, your, your skills, or, you know, like taking the right direction in order to become the leader you were meant to be or the person you were meant to be in and, and get that leadership role or that, that, get that next uh, job. Okay. So that's all for me today, Rob. You said it. I couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> so thank you again, uh, all of you, for joining us today. Uh, we will see you next week, Saturday, for another live episode of Good Morning LinkedIn. Bye-bye, everyone. Take care and stay safe. Peace out.